o'clock on Wednesday, and you know what that means. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Kick back and relax the next hour as we talk all things basketball surrounding the Plains and the SEC. Keep that dollar right here, and let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome back to the fourth or fifth edition. I don't know. I'm losing track. Too many editions, to be honest, of the Hardwood Hoop. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Um, today, I'm joined pretty much by always, Mr. Harrison Tarr. What's host going on, of man? TNT in the morning. Hey. What's going on, my guy? Yeah. Throwback to Colin. A little, call hey. Hey. I can't believe you still said that. Sounds like they got a family guy. It really does. <laughs> I, I don't get that. I don't know why he said that, but I mean, that's just, I loved like, it. It was, it was really funny. It's still great. For it. Still a good bit. Still enjoy it. You, you might consider it a fantastic bit. It, it is quite. People are saying. It's a bit. I mean, that's what it is. It's a bit. Facts. All right. We're getting off topic already. Which Good. Isn't, isn't to be surprised. Good. Um, today, we're going to talk, uh, you know, basketball as usual. Crazy. Uh, more importantly, though, we're going to talk some Auburn women's basketball, men's basketball, little of the NBA, kind of why the All-Star game sucks, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, maybe some Juwan Howard because that's in the news and. I just feel like ranting about that for five minutes. It's hilarious. It's quite funny. Uh, and then just kind of finish up with some pickums in the show. We might have a little special guest come join at the very end for the pickums, and we'll see how that goes. I'm down. All right, Harrison, did you get to watch the Auburn women's basketball team take down their third-ranked team of the season? Okay, so what had happened was I actually missed most of the game live, watched the last four minutes, and then I actually went back and watched film uh, two days ago. So... I have actually seen it start to finish. All right. I'm surprised. That I went back and watched film? Yes. <laughs> nah, I watched film. Got to get ready for my, my big coaching debut next week. Oh, yes. The head coach of Delta Gamma here at Auburn University, <laughs> a sorority team for the Intermules. Yes. Very excited. Also, I just, you know, Auburn takes taking down another ranked opponent. Really hate that I had to miss it. Uh, had people over for the 500 on Sunday. Very atypical of me to not go to a women's basketball game. It really is. I mean, I, I know you'll be there for uh, Thursday. Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow night, night at senior 7 night, 7 o'clock, yeah. Night. Take on Ole Miss. Uh, final home game of the season. So if you had not gotten a chance to check out Coach Jay in her first year at Auburn, uh, no better game to go try and do that. Pack uh, out the Nev. Pack out the Nev, as I, I guess as it officially is, which we'll get into that, I guess, a little bit later because I forgot that they did that. Uh, they did that after I made my rundown and I just hadn't had the chance to change it. Well, it was supposed to be as of March 4th, and it's just way earlier than that. I know. It makes no sense. I, like, I thought it was supposed to be like a slow change, and they were going to wait until the 4th. But I, I guess they're just jumping the gun and just getting it done. Did you see people like going out there and taking the letters? I did. That's crazy. Jacob Hillman tried to get one, and apparently there was a group of like four or five guys that had like six letters. And he's like, hey, guys, like, can I have one letter? I, I literally want to put it in the office at Eagle Eye TV for our student media to enjoy. And they were like, no. So... If you're those guys, I hope you step on a Lego. That's a little rude, but I understand it. I understand I it. I think, well, it is rude. What they did was rude. So, yeah, step on a Lego. I don't know. That's a piece of Auburn history and Auburn memento. Touch grass. Yeah, literally, go touch grass. <laughs> go touch something other than one of the letters from the arena. Thanks. All right. All right. Let's get back on topic with the Auburn women's basketball team. Right. We, we literally just started talking about it and just went off. Um, I actually would, didn't cover this game for Eagle Eye like I would normally would have done. Change in pace. Yeah, I covered it for my sports reporting class. Still wound up doing it for Eagle Eye. Still wound up doing it for Eagle Eye. Um, honestly, doing it for a class that I'm uh, should be like a sophomore level class and doing it as a senior is quite interesting. I bet. Um, 
so I mean it was it was kind of fun. I got to goof off for a little bit and do something different than I normally would. You also got to see Honesty Scott Grayson just go X Games mode. It was an Honesty Scott Grayson game. It was the Honesty Scott Grayson game. Like no I I, li- I was talking to the writer for the Plainsman who also happens to be in my sports supporting class. Um, and literally, I think honestly, hit like our first bucket, our first two bu- buckets, and I was like, "We have an honestly Scott Grayson game on our hands today." Well, there was one point where the score was like seven to six, and honestly, Scott Grayson it was had literally, seven yeah, points. Yeah, she had seven. It literally had all. I was like, "This points. is dumb." I mean, it didn't help that Aisha Kulabali put up four points in the first half. Yeah, Aisha AC has not played her best uh, basketball these last three games, but you know, you can only imagine that that's going to change. I I may or may not have seen Aisha Kulabali today on her scooter on campus with a boot on. Things you just hate to see. Yeah. Number one, that. Yeah, that was not a a, a good sight to see. I know I I see her probably every Wednesday, just like crossing on campus, and you know that was not what I wanted to see on my Wednesday morning, to say the least. No kidding, great yeah. great win for for the Tigers though on on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. This is this. I mean, it's a it's a once again another program like standing win. I don't know how to phrase that. It's a good program win to say the least. It's a good benchmark too for yeah. what 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 Auburn should be looking for going forward. I I can't remember what the stat was exactly. I think Auburn had beaten like one ranked team in the last like five or six years. And they've done it three times. And this they've year. beaten three this season, including number four Tennessee. Uh, I think it was number nineteen Georgia Tech on the road. And then number four, 21, uh, Georgia, this past weekend. And there's there's absolutely no reason. I actually said this last Friday going into the weekend on TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 that I, I thought Georgia, uh, Auburn had a serious chance to beat Georgia on Sunday. And that was actually not just me just, you know, trying to hype up and get people to go pack the Nev. For no, Auburn, I, I, like Auburn absolutely. Georgia, Georgia was riding in on like a, a three or four game losing streak. And Auburn's just, I mean, they just came off of a game against South Carolina where they got absolutely dogged. And Which, to be fair, kind of expected. Oh, for sure. But also, like, the skill level drop-off from South Carolina to Georgia is just drastic. And it's... there's uh, playing South Carolina, Auburn's played South Carolina twice this year. It's just no surprise, right? They played them twice or they played them once? They played them once. Played them once, okay. There's just little surprise that... Auburn plays much better basketball the game after South Carolina because honestly, if they could have played this game, that South Carolina game earlier in the year, they may have more SEC wins. I I would agree. I mean, I I thought it was hilarious. Um, one of the things that Coach Jay was saying in the press conference after the game, she was like, "I've been begging honestly Scott Grayson to do what she was doing in that game, which was just to go out and set the tone offensively for Auburn, because she has not done it maybe once or twice this season. And when they ha- when she has, it has turned out well for Auburn." And, I mean, you saw what happened. She dropped 23. She picked up the slack for Aisha, who only dropped four in the first half. And then she, I think Aisha, Aisha picked up the slack in the second half where she picked up 15 points in total. And she almost finished with a double-double. Start, yeah. Despite having what would be one of her down games. Yeah. One of her, one of her worst games of the season, which if that's your bad game is finishing two rebounds try of a double-double and dropping 19 points. You're a pretty good basketball player, to say the least. I also feel very confident in saying this right now. Auburn will be in the top half of the SEC next year. Absolutely, especially with the top 20 recruiting class they have coming in next season. I know I've mentioned this time and time again uh, on this show, not only not only on this show, but on your show uh, on TNT in the morning on Fridays. If you have not gotten a chance to check mm-hmm. that out, you might as well you know, I'm gonna shout it out. Why not? Shameless plug. Shameless plug. You know, you, you plugged it a little bit earlier. I'm going to plug it again. I'll plug my show on yours probably on Friday, and we'll see what happens. Typical. I won't yeah. be here, so you're going to have to step up. All right. 
that even better. More, more airtime for me. Oh, great. <laughs> That's exactly just, what just people what every, need at Weagle. Just what everybody wanted. It's more airtime <laughs> for me. Anyways, but yeah. Yeah, like like you said, I think that that sums it up well. Uh, Auburn, I mean Auburn. Don't be don't be surprised if they win that first game in the SEC tournament. It's. I was talking with Jacob Hillman, who is the sports director here at Weagle. Um, this kind of has a very similar feel to Bruce Pearl's first season at Auburn. You know, if they can get one win in the SEC tournament or two wins in the SEC tournament, they can go a long, long way into building not only hype up for the program at the end of this season, but also for next year and years to come. For sure, agreed. All right, let's transition now. I just want to rant for five minutes. About? Uh, why the NBA All-Star Game sucks and why, honestly, every All-Star Game outside of the MLB All-Star Game is pointless. Yeah, I would. I can get behind that for sure. All right. First off, why, why are we doing the UM ending in this? Yeah. Just play, just play a basketball like, game. I kind of get the point where people are like, oh, it ends on a shot. Like, okay, cool. But, like, just just play a basketball game. It's an all-star game. It's going to end on a shot either way. They're going to pull it from half court or something like that. It doesn't matter. Just play a basketball game. They're already not playing defense. Maybe That's what I'm saying. Play. Like, you're, what was the score, like 142 to 140 or something like that to end it? I just didn't even watch because I didn't care. Honestly, like, you, it's hard to watch it because they just start throwing shots up. Like, I mean, Steph was pulling up from half court. I, I hate, like, it's the fact that, like, Steph is getting all this hype. Because in the All-Star game, he, like, pulled up from the logo and, like, turned around while the ball was still, like, mid-flight. Like, if the ball was going in, whether the ball was going in or not, he was going to do that. Right. If, if he missed, it would have been, I mean, like, whatever. There was but, that one wing wing three that was about four, like three or four feet behind the arc where he turned around and then just drained it and it made the coldest picture I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like— That's a— overstatement to trump all overstatements but also like it was cold <laughs> yeah that's fine that's fine by all means but i just i don't get why you're hyping this guy up like he's not the best three-point shooter that the nba has ever seen and you're hyping up because he turned around in an all-star game after he shot the ball like he this man knows if a ball is going in or not and he shot that shot probably a million times yeah it's yeah <laughs> it, it it just annoys me um it's the same thing with i we i think we talked about it on uh dylan lark's show on t or tank talks football with like the the uh, Pro Bowl for the NFL. Oh my That's God! What a waste! You're playing touch football. Like, just do something differently. The NHL All Star Game's cool. The, the, that's because they make striking. it. That's because they make it something that it's like. It's kind of they've got all the mini games that go with it, and they kind of sell out on the mini games more than the game itself. The dunk contest was abysmal this year too. So nothing will ever top that 2016. 2016. Yes, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon has been robbed like three times. We, we, I will never get over the fact that Aaron Gordon was eight feet in the air, and a like a laying like half of his body was like laying down. He was in a like a seating position, a sitting position. Yes, eight feet in the air, and this man did not win the dunk contest. Yeah, that's dumb. He's been robbed too many times for me to count, <laughs> and it, it annoys me. It, it's why just, I miss the Nate Robinson days, the oh Dwight Howard Lord. days of the the slam dunk contest. Wait. Nate Robinson, man. Woo. He was fun. Dude, it's still so funny to watch him get knocked out by, uh, was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's Logan. No, it's got to be Jake because Logan fought Floyd Mayweather, right? I think so. I don't yeah, remember. But it's it's, it's still hilarious. It's the fact that, like, this man went from, like, what, he went three dunk contests back-to-back or two back-to-back 
and now he's getting knocked out by some YouTuber. Yeah. On it national happens, TV, yeah. getting. I don't know, he's getting paid millions. So it happens it. to the best of us. It really does. I, I can gladly say that has never happened <laughs> to me. I've never been uh, knocked out by a Paul brother, and I'm proud to stand on that hill. Also, just weird, like weird moment with the whole NBA All Star break. Like, what is LeBron doing? LeBron finds a way to make everything about him. It's so weird, man. Like he 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 like compared himself to being like one of Cleveland's All Stars. Yeah, it was weird. And then he basically LeBron is notoriously known for being a GM as a player. And he's, like, all fed up now because the Lakers didn't trade Russell Westbrook at the break. And then he made this weird compliment to the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers saying he did this great job, even though, like, he was really mad when he left Cleveland and really angry (laughs) because the guy was just not listening to him. And now he's like, wow, you didn't listen to me, and you did a great job, and that's so impressive. And he, like, opened the door to possibly go back to Cleveland if he doesn't opt in this year. No, he's not going back to Cleveland. That like if he go, if he go, I don't know what he like. It's I mean, you already said about like all of I guess Bronny, where he was like, whoever takes Bronny is going to get me as well. Yeah, I know, which, which is wild. I I love that. I think that's fantastic. I want to see that. I feel like that would just be something. Yeah, so but cool like to see in the NBA, like I don't I don't want to dog on on Bronny because he's he's obviously very talented and and he's he's a young kid, so I don't want to dog on him. But like, I don't even think he's going to be the best player in his class. Oh, he won't be. And. I don't necessarily know that he'll be a lottery pick. Like, I that I he don't, should be. I don't think he, he will, be. will be because whatever team gets him knows that they're going to get LeBron, which is what's going to make him so valuable. And then yeah, exactly. The and then Bron's going to play for like two years and retire, and they're going to have Bronny left like two years left on his rookie contract and be like, "Wow, you're really not that good." I mean, I don't think they're ever. I, I just I, I feel like this is the problem when you have a guy whose dad is as good. You know, you have second. It's like the whole Michael. Yeah, he's the second best player in the history of basketball. Yeah, and it's like you expect his son to be the same thing, but he can't ever live up to that. I don't think anyone can ever live up to that. Scottie Pippen Jr. has entered the chat. (laughs) Scottie Pippen Jr. is a different story. I don't know why. He plays a different position, but he can shoot the ball. I don't think he'll get the NBA, but I don't know if he'll be a a big-time star. He'll be like a G League guy. We'll see. We'll see. We are going to take a step away and go to a pushing PSA break. That's a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Trademark Harrison Tarr. That is true. Harrison Tarr did start doing this, and I think it's hilarious. I'm going to keep the bit rolling on this <laughs> show just because I spend so much time on his show. <laughs> Facts. So we will back. If I can speak, English is a language that I speak. Also mine, but go on. It works. That's all i got to say. <laughs> We're going to go to a PSA break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Auburn. I'm your host, what? Jake Gonzalez. <laughs> I still don't know why you do that noise. It cracks me up every time. I guess that's it's just going to be... It's the Chris Berman. Like, you know, the, whoop. What? You know it what sounds I mean? like Chance our Rappers. Like, Interpre- uh, it, it's, it's open for interpretation. It's whatever you want it to be on the <laughs> end, honestly. It's anything, everything, and nothing simultaneously. Honestly, it, at the end of the day, it just scares me. I got to be real. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to talking to some basketball. Let's do it. Uh, We're going to do a little recap from Auburn's loss at Florida on the weekend because that was certainly a basketball game that took place. Yeah, that happened. Uh, And then we're going to go into a special segment that um, I have created here. Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's, something. It's special. 
It's definitely special. <laughs> I still, this is the third time I'm going to hear it, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. It's hilarious. That's the thing. It's both completely just outlandish and incredibly relevant at the same time. Yes, exactly. And that's what makes it so wonderful. It's honestly, you're, you're right. It's beautiful. I'm locked in on that answer. Exactly. So let's let's talk about a little bit about this Auburn Florida game, and then we'll get to the segment. All right, works for me. So give me just your basic thoughts on the game right now, like <laughs> a few days after. Basic thoughts? Yeah, the the basic yeah. aftermath of what you think happened and what what you would consider that basketball game. Oof, um, that's my basic thoughts. Uh, <laughs> All right, what that's a, fair enough. What a just bad look for Auburn basketball. I understand that, oh, the Swamp's a tough place to play. Florida's ridiculously talented. There's a question about coaching at UF and Gainesville, and we're really not going to get into that. But, I mean, what a bad loss. That might be that, – that is Auburn's worst loss on the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not, not only in terms of who the loss was against, but also the way that Auburn played in that loss. And, and I just – I think that what we, what we have learned is that Auburn should not be putting the ball in Wendell Green's hands in, a cl- in clutch time until he proves otherwise. I don't know. I don't know why the ball is ever in his hands in that situation. Um, I think if we look back at some of the best, the best that Auburn has been in those situations, the ball has been in Katie Johnson's hands. I just don't understand what the logic was, and there's no sense of urgency. And this is now back-to-back occasions where the ball is in Wendell Green Jr.'s hand. And he wants to take a three. That's what he wanted to do. You needed one point, two points. I, I don't. That was actually not the play design on that one for him to take a three. It, it, I'm sorry. I, I, it, I, it, it shaped up that way. It, it shaped up. That was to his look own decision way. making. It shaped up to look that way, but I don't think that it was. The, the play was a pick and roll, and it was open, and it was. And it wasn't necessarily Wendell's fault. It's not his fault that he's 5'11 and couldn't get around Castleton. And then, I, I understand. And who was also guarding Alan Flanagan because that was the dude who ended up switching off Flanagan and on to Wendell. But the play, it need, that play needs more than seven seconds to set up. It, I don't necessarily know that this one all falls on BP either. Oh, it does not. It uh, does I, th- not. I really do think, and I, I hate to sing, you know, single down on one player because uh, there were a lot of opportunities Auburn had that they could have played a whole lot better. Uh, throughout that game, and and in all honesty, they they saw what a nine point lead evaporate in the second half. Yep, yeah, and it it is mind boggling to me. I, I cannot make sense of it for the life of me. I made it through about twenty minutes of watching film on this game. You know, I like to go back and rewatch. Of course, as you should. Um, I I could not watch because it is it is not even from a fan standpoint ugly basketball. Auburn was not playing as a team the entirety of the first half, and. Until Auburn figures out that they have to play 40 minutes of team basketball, basketball, that selfish, lack of a better term, bull crap is not going to work. I I definitely think that was especially the problem in the first half was Auburn got stuck into 1v1 situations where they were playing iso ball. Uh, Partially, I think that was due to the way that Florida was playing defense on Auburn. To some degree. I mean, that's the way they play. They play press. They play kind of attacking offense. But they weren't pressing in the traditional sense that you would think of press, where they press up the full length of the court. Right. They were pressing in the half court. They weren't giving anybody any space, in either in that f- the person who has the ball or in that first or second pass options that are close. So the only pass options are really on that back side, which is why we kept seeing those turnovers that were thrown 15 feet over their heads and out of bounds. 
which are also just bad passes. Awful passes. And I think that I'm just mind-blown because I understand that Auburn only won, what, the first matchup by, what, 12 points? Yeah. Right? I think 85-something in that, in that ballpark. Yeah. 85-73, 12 it's points. Like it, was a, it was a two-point game at one point. And, um, and then Auburn pulled away and then due to Jabari Smith for the most part and a few window green threes. But I don't want to harp on Wendell. I really don't. Because I think he's ridiculously I I don't oh, even think I know he's, he's ridiculously talented. He's good. He's, he's a, a good very basketball. Very good basketball player. He's not been shooting the way we know he can shoot as of late, but that's going to come back around. If he's cold right now, you assume that it He would return to the medium. He'll return of. to that that middle ground when the team needs him and hopefully in the tournament. In the at tournament that uh at that at that point in time. But until Wendell Green becomes a he needs to realize he plays his best basketball. When he's passing, and he, it, and that's not because he can't score. He gets the ball back to him, but the more that this absolutely. team spreads and makes man mismatch happens, moves the ball around the arc, moves the ball within the perimeter, take advantage of some dude named Walker Kessler who's seven foot one. Uh, in, until Wendell Green realizes, hey, if I play my most selfless basketball, I'm probably still going to hang fifteen plus, because he's going to get open, because people are going to have to shy off him to. Look for the pass and covered Wendell. Oh, excuse me, Walker, Walker Kessler, Kessler and Jabari, Jabari Smith. or whoever he's passing the ball to in that situation, and it opens up that lane for him a little bit more. But and I don't want to take this away from the fact that I still think Wendell Wendell Green's one of the best point guards in the land, um, in in, in, the, in the world of college basketball. But until he matures a little bit on the court, this is quite possibly Auburn's Achilles' heel. Yeah, I I would agree. It's it's kind of weird to think about it like this, but. At one point, that was Auburn's greatest strength was their ability in the backcourt to be able to like kind of chain, interchange pieces and use whoever, and they would get it done. With KD and Wendell both kind of going a little silent from three and also just their shooting in general, I think what was Auburn's greatest strength could end up being Auburn's greatest weakness. I agree. No, 100%. That's, and that's exactly what I've been trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, honestly, like, it's Auburn turned the ball over 19 times in this game. I don't, I don't think anyone thought Auburn would get near that number with Zep back on this roster and back to playing after that Arkansas game. But here we are. Still sitting here, what, three days after the game, four days after the game. Actually, it might be five days. I don't know. I've lost track. Basically, Auburn needs to not turn the ball over if they want to be successful. I mean, that's... That's a, a fundamental key of basketball, and I know that right now you're in the point of the season where you're trying to fine-tune, and you're trying to implement more intricacies like Bruce Pearl said earlier this week in his press conference within your game, but also in the same token, you cannot stray away from hounding the fundamentals. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's that's as simple as what it comes to. I mean, you, I think you know this when I, when I think, or the way that I think about basketball. I'm a very much of a fundamentalist when it comes to basketball. You, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I think fun. If you don't do the fundamentals right, you can't do anything else right Agreed. in basketball. Agreed. No matter as much as you are fancy and you've got all this fancy footwork and passes and you can pull from anywhere, if you can't do the basics right, nothing else works in basketball. That's just what basketball is to me. Fundamental offense, meaning triangle offense. Give me the triangle offense. Give me just run it down their throat. We don't want any more three pointers. Get rid of that three-point line in general. <laughs> We're taking mid-range jumpers from the logo. Larry Bird is just on his way to Auburn, Alabama right exactly. now. Exactly. Give me Larry Bird. 
All right, let's uh let's transition off that nightmare of a of a basketball game, and we're going to probably we're going to go to this historical hoopers segment. All right. Okay. We have four minutes until PSA break, so probably what we'll do is we'll run through all the pros and cons. Okay. Take a little two minute PSA break. Let everybody who's listening take their time to think about it. Give us some time to digest it and what our thoughts are on about this and come up with a different argument. Are we perhaps. not going to let the third party that came up with this explain the historical hoopers to us? We'll see. We'll see? We'll okay. see. Okay. We'll, ha- we'll have them come in maybe the second part of this okay. and break it down Okay, I'm listening. A, little, a little bit further. So right. today, who's today's historical hooper? All right. Today's historical hooper is none other than Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, my God. Okay. It's somebody. It's someone. I can tell you that. Lyndon Bain Johnson. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm going to be honest. I didn't make this. I don't know the pros and cons on this. I'm walking into this one blind. All right. Oh boy, here we go. So this is this is going to be as much of a a shot in the dark for you, uh, for the people that are listening, as it is for me. All right. I'm not even looking at the rundown. This whole thing's a crapshoot for me. So that <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just built different like that. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to run through. I'm gonna do one pro. I'm going to do one con, one pro, one con, all right? That kind of okay. just back and forth between pros and cons. You're going to make me think list. for two minutes on this? Yes. Jesus. That's how long it's going to take. I need I need good thoughts. I need I need a straight answer out of you. Okay. I'll give you time to digest it. Maybe come up with your own argument based off these facts as well. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. All right? The first pro, it's a pretty basic pro, all right? Lyndon B. Johnson was six foot four, 210 pounds. Okay, good frame. We're working with a good frame here. Okay, good frame here. Good basketball frame. Good, good two, good three kind of roll. Looking at it, look, I was, I think it's small forward. Yeah, good three. Cons had a big ego, and known as a bully, which could be bad. I don't know. That might be a pro. I, I think this could also be turned into a pro as well. Okay, I'm listening. If, if to a certain point. You could be a pro. Like, if you're too much of a bully, it can be a bad thing. It can be a bad energy on your team. And you can just take everybody else on your team down. But at the same time, if you're doing it to the opposing team, it can be a, a good bonus. Okay. All right. Was not afraid to use his height to int- intimidate others. Mm. He used to do this thing called the Johnson treatment, where he would stand a few inches from a person's face and demand things from them. I like this. As long as he's not doing it to me as a head coach. Exactly. So I'm once again, this could be a pro. This could be a con as well. If this is used the right way, this could be a pro. This could be a benefit for your team. Get players to do what you want them to do on your roster. On the other side, if he uses it incorrectly, it could be a, another another bad ener- bad energy on the team. A little cancer on the team, you might say. Right, right, right. All right. All right, the la- the another con was poor health. I don't know. I don't. Mm. I don't know. That's all I have is p- poor health. I don't mm. know what that means. We'll have to bring the third party in on this one probably when we come back from the PSA break. Okay. So they can explain this one a little bit more. Okay. Because I don't know what the poor health statue is here. My mind is just yeah yeah okay yeah sure go on. The last con. Is stubborn slash reckless to a fault, mm. considering the way that he pushed through the Vietnam War. 
Ooh, I was just about to bring up Nam on the other side of this. Yeah. Some that, literal Nam flashbacks. <laughs> Some Nam flashbacks. All right. You've heard you've heard the main list of pros and cons. We have one more. It could be decided as a pro or con. We'll leave that one up to you. All right. So when we come back from this two-minute PSA break, I want you to sit through it. I want you to think about it. You can de- message me on Twitter if you're listening, at Jake underscore underscore Gonzalez. There's two underscores there. Tell me what you think. We'll be right back after this pushing PSA break right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Stay tuned. All right. You all have had two minutes to sit through and ponder on the wonderful question of whether or not Lyndon B. Johnson. LBJ. The good LBJ. Not to be confused with LeBron James. <laughs> President LBJ. President LeBron James. Kidding. President exactly. Lyndon B. Johnson. Exactly. All right? Whether or not this man would have been a good basketball player. All right? So we went through a, the list of pros and cons on the other side of the two-minute PSA break. I'm going to run through them really quickly again, just for people who just now tuned in and missed them. All right? So pros, six foot four, 210 pounds. Wasn't afraid to use his height to intimidate others. He often used this thing called the Johnson treatment where he would stand a few inches from a person's face and demand things from them, which I could say that is a pro or con. All right, now the cons. He had a big big ego, was known to bully people, which could be bad. I mean, you saw the way that he bullied the Vietnamese. Oh, the more, v- Vietnamese? Yeah, the Vietnamese. More like how they bullied him. The Vietnamese. Him. All right. He, ha- he was stubborn slash reckless to a fault considering the way that he pushed through the Vietnam War. Yeah. And that he had poor health, which I didn't necessarily know. I didn't make this list. I had a special guest come make this list. So I'd like to welcome on Catherine Jenkins, traveling here all the way from the great state of New York. All right. You just said the great state of New York on. I did say that. I did say that. You heard that. I am so proud of you. All right. So please explain to me what this poor health was that Lennon B. Johnson had. He just had, a, like, heart attacks at a young age. Oh. How young of an age are we talking about? 49. Here? Oh, that's past playing career. That's past playing career. All right. All yeah, right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, we're good. It's still a con. It's not a good look. It's, it's not. Not not boding well for LBJ. No. But but it could be worse. Factual. Also, right. I'd like to point out that he, at the top of his, like, agenda was education. Like, he was very big on education, so he might be a student of the game. He could be. He might might like watching film. I'm going to comp him outside of the whole actually wanting to practice and, comping and uh, prioritizing education. I think my professional comparison is Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That's a comparison. I mean, just based on these traits you're telling me. I could see that. Yeah. He feels like there. a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I, I do have one more thing that could be a pro or con. I would side more on the pro side for this one. Um, he was dedicated, described as a workaholic. Oh, that's not Rodman. Worked 18 to 20 hours a day, mm. but could also be a con because he did not usually make time to be athletic slash f- or do physical activity. Yeah, but like if he was, if his job was to play basketball, then you're, lo- you're looking at like a Kobe-esque work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I would say that. Actually, psych, yeah, that is a Kobe work ethic. 
That's four I mean, hours a day where you're not. I mean, I, I'm not Kobe. comping literally anyone to one of the greatest. Players what what I'm he- what I'm game, hearing from Harrison Tarr is that Lyndon B. Johnson would have been Kobe Bryant. No, that is not at all what I'm saying. Do <laughs> That's not what I'm hearing. <laughs> get those words out of your mouth. Someone give me some soap. Do not do my man Kobe like that. He did not deserve this. No, but I'm actually gonna lock in that I think LBJ, if given the right circumstances, I think he could have been a Rodman type Hooper. All right. Getting rebounds, being physical, running his mouth. Okay. Could he be the Kobe Bryant of Dennis Rodman's, perhaps? <laughs> You're just, no. <laughs> You're just not, no. No, the Dennis Rodman of Dennis Rodman's is Dennis Rodman. No, that's what I'm saying. He'd be the Kobe Bryant version of Denny Ro- Dennis Rodman. No, they're not even, no, stop. <laughs> stop that. Cease and desist. I'm just, no, I'm just trying different things. Stop. All right. All well, right. stop trying them. <laughs> Catherine, would would he have been a good hooper? Yes or no? Catherine. Um, Catherine. Catherine. I'm gonna go with no. All right, why? Um, because I think he was like too volatile, like you know, like too much in people's faces and stuff. I don't okay. know, man. Pat Beverly would like a word. Is Pat Beverly good at basketball, though? <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> I think that's the important question that we have to ask, because I don't know if he is. It depends on which version of Pat Bev. That's a good point. Are we talking early L.A. Clippers Pat Bev? Mm. Or are we talking Houston Rockets slash now Minnesota Tim- Timberwolves Pat Bev? Early Clippers Pat Bev, I think. Early Clippers Pat Bev. Kind of nasty. Yeah. Anyway, I was a big fan of him back then, and now I don't really like him that much. Anyways, your, your take here, Jake. All right. I'm going to need a second to soak on this a little more. Also, I've got beef with your girlfriend now because she she made us sit here and think about LBJ, <laughs> about whether or not he's a hooper, just for her to be like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I've done, I've I was ready for times. you to have the strongest case of all time, Cassie. Just be like, listen, no, I don't LBJ think- was like a closet hooper. Like I did, he, he just didn't want people to know, but he was dunking on the Secret Service. And I was ready for this. Good, good, yeah. He dunked on JFK once or twice before. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Things happened, yeah. Certain things occurred. Before JFK got dunked on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This might might be the best segment of historical hoopers that we've had. I don't. You're welcome. Yeah, I I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I... I might have to agree with Harrison here. I was just trying to be controversial, okay? Like I, I mean, had you to take you presented opposite. Lyndon B. Johnson. That was controversial enough. Yeah, I mean, no. honestly, like, props to you. I I I could see it. Thank you. Um, mainly because of his poor health, and I think he could be just a bad energy on the team. A cancer. Yeah, a cancer. You might say, yeah, cancer locker. I don't think people want to play with him, and I think for that fact, he might not be. But I think on the other side, if he uses it in the right way. He can be a great team player, get the best out of his teammates. You might you might say that people might say that Michael Jordan was a cancer on the team. I was just gonna say that. If you watch the last dance, people kinda thought that he was. Yeah, but he's also the best hit player in the history of basketball, so there's that. I, I'm seeing a connection here. <laughs> no. L- Lyndon B. No. Johnson, Bro, LBJ, first, LeBron first you're James. Comparing him to Kobe <laughs> and now M- MJ, this segment is canceled forever. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa now. I'm 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 comparing him to LeBron James. He'd be playing the three roll. He'd okay. be getting downhill. Okay. He would be stubborn and taking it to the hoop as hard as he can every time, whether or not it's for the benefit of the team. Okay. And he's going to use I'm his height to, to intimidate it. people. I'm all right? starting to see it. And that dedication is what's going to get him to the basket, 
get them points, and get them to the free throw line for the end ones. Now, if you had a gambling problem, I'd be all in on the MJ comparison. <laughs> there you go. So, I'm saying it. Lyndon B. Johnson would have been a historical hooper. Thank God. I'm glad we <laughs> discovered that. He joins the list with he joins the list of historical hoopers with George Washington and Cornelius Vanderbilt. Mm. Wait, has anyone you picked not been a hooper though? Uh, I can't remember who the second person I did was, but they were not a hooper. They were not a hooper. I don't remember who it was, but they were not. Okay. All right. Fair. Okay. So, with that off the table. That wonderful segment where we just talked about for 10 minutes. Yeah, great. <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about the Jawan Howard situation. Okay. I don't know. We'll probably talk about this for two minutes, honestly. Nah, I mean, I'm down, bro. It's hilarious. I'm sorry. Like, Oh, it's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know what he did is completely unacceptable. And for those who have been living under a rock, Michigan head coach Juwan Howard threw a punch at Wisconsin's head coach after actually assistant coach assistant coach sorry um, after uh, getting absolutely molly rocked by the Badgers yeah um, and it's funny because like it was it was the sorriest punch I've ever seen throw like I've seen like inebriated people try to fist fight <laughs> and it's been way more organized than that like this dude it, I I heard a great analysis on part of my take today it wasn't a punch it was a mush. I, yeah, that checks out. Like, it, it, you can't throw a punch if it's just like an. It's like not even an elbow jab. You yeah, know what I mean, like it, it, it was it was so unimpressive. And then afterwards, he was like, "Well, I was instigated," and everyone's like, "You know what? Um, Who cares? You're a head coach. You can't do that." Yeah, you're a grown man, and your own players were like, "Hey, coach, you can't be doing this." Yeah, and that's a that's a problem. Which is why I think he should have been fired. Mm. And should not have been suspended for five games because a head coach who is not only representing the university, mm. who is a grown man, who's mm. not an 18-year-old kid, who should know better in that situation. It'd be different if he hit a kid, if he hit a player. Oh, absolutely. It'd be way different he if he canned. hit a player. Yeah. But I don't know about the whole he should be fired thing. That's, that's my thoughts. I, don't, I just don't think that as a head coach, a man who has been in the NBA, who's been through all of this before, who's been through the trials and tribulations of what it's like to be a player and knows what it's like to get heated in those situations and not swing at people. Yeah. Why are you swinging as an adult now when you're coaching a bunch of college kids? I'm not defending him, but, like, he's not the worst person that's a head coach in college basketball alone. He's not not the worst coach in the Big Ten. Not at all. Like, I'm not saying that we should just let bad people coach teams, but it's not like he committed a cardinal sin. Like I, I would say for a coach, if you're hitting another coach, that's a cardinal sin. I don't know because coaches we, should not be acting in that manner. We like, I mean, I'm not taking up for him, but the Wisconsin coach, I know it's like, oh, he touched my elbow, and I told him to stop touching me, blah blah blah. But like, also grow up. Yeah, grow up. But I, I don't think this is grounds for termination. If especially if you're, if you have a program like Michigan's had in years past. You're kind of a little more bulletproof. I thought it was really interesting that the head coach at Michigan State started throwing around as if, uh, like, throwing out jabs as if Michigan State runs a beautifully, like, flawless program. Uh, Every single program in college basketball has bad people within it. Yeah. Every single one. No no one's safe. And interpret that as you will. For listeners here on Wiggle 91.1, if you just tuned in, I'm not talking about Auburn right now, but I don't think anyone's safe. 
I just don't know that you fire on that offense. But of course, this is like his second time that this has happened. My my only thing is is that if is that if this is not like a a head coach on a basketball team or on a football team, whatever you want to call it, if this is just occurring in a regular workplace environment, he's canned. Yeah, but sports are not a regular workplace environment. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, it's still like that's one of those things where you don't hit somebody that you work with that you're technically a colleague with. I get it. You're a grown adult. I get don't your make point. Dumb decisions. And and I would. I I don't know what I would do if I was in their AD shoes. I'm really glad I'm not part of a Michigan oh, I, Michigan organization whatsoever. I agree. Hope to stay as far away from that program as possible. Stay out of the Big Ten, Ten as much as possible. Agreed. I feel like they are habitually in in trouble when it comes yeah. to hoops, but. It's just uh, it's a bad situation and a bad look. And um, the more that people act a fool, the uh, more wild college basketball gets. Yeah, that's true. All right, and on that note, we're going to step away for our third and final PSA break of the show. So hang out around for the next two minutes to listen to the wonderful news that these public service announcements announcements are. Never be to train. Never try to be to train. Never try to be to train. That's what you need to know. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you're interested in joining the National Guard, make sure to go to that website. I don't remember what it was. Make sure you <laughs> go to it. it's nationalguard.gov. Probably nationalguard.gov. If you Google National Guard, I want to join the National Guard. I'm sure you can find it. Somewhere. It's, it's somewhere on the internet. It's uh, The internet's a, it's an interesting place, to say the least. It's a place. All right. I, I checked my phone over the break, and I noticed that uh, two people had tweeted at me they may or may not have been my roommates <laughs> but that's besides the point uh jacob bird berg said that lbj lyndon b johnson of course wouldn't even be a starter for the pistons dang that's a tough take tough scene that's a tough take and then anthony espito said lyndon b johnson was a baller a modern day grayson allen would have dominated today's game simply based on that fact. Everyone is soft now. Okay. Which, that's a fair take. That's a fair take. So, I just wanted to throw that one out there. Get a little shout on the air, you know. If you do tweet on me. So, this last and final block of the show. We're going to do... We'll probably just do pick for the most part. Okay. Um, we'll pick probably to an Auburn's... Number th- now Auburn's... Now the number three Auburn men's basketball team. That's where it finally came out of my mouth. There you go. Um, they will be taking on Ole Miss tonight in Auburn Arena. I think that tips off at 7.30, if I'm correct. I don't remember. 7.30, 6.30, sometime tonight in the Neville Arena. I guess is what it's called now. Now the, the signs are up. The word's up are on the, on the building now. So, uh, Harrison, give me your thoughts on who's going to win that game. Tonight? Yes. Sorry, I was... Spaced out on someone that said that John Stockton's better than LeBron, D. Wade, and Steph, and it's not close. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a take. That's also a take. Yeah, someone said, no, that's a high level of racism right there. No way around <laughs> it, which is a factual statement. Um, I like Auburn kind of big tonight. They're not going to lose in the jungle. Auburn I mean, has just dominated at home uh, and for the for the most part. And uh, that's what you were asking, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Auburn Ole Miss. I just want to make yeah, sure I wasn't. Of course. I, that, that, I'm sorry. That take alone just put me in an into orbit um <laughs> but john stockton great basketball player by the way but not lebron anyways um yeah i like auburn kind of a lot i know you love that one three one defense eventually you're gonna stop loving that one three one defense oh never i'll never stop loving yeah, the one three one defense whatever anyways it's painful to watch 
Uh, Kermit Davis's team's just not deep enough. Auburn's just going to out-talent Ole Miss if worst comes to worst tonight. And, uh, I mean, bounce-back win is, is in order. Statement win is in order. Auburn's plummeting in the net right now. Not that that matters, but it does matter. You know what I mean? It does matter for uh, seeding seating in the national tournament. So More than you th- would like to think it does. Yeah, literally. Um, so a, a big thumping here for Bruce Pearl and company should be in order. I like the Tigers probably 85-68. Okay. I, I'm talking like a thumping tonight. I, I, I agree for the most part. As much as I do love this 1-3-1 defense. I don't know why. The 1-3-1, if it is run properly, it is extremely hard to beat. Okay. You also have to have depth to run the one. You do. Ole Miss does not have depth this season, which is why it has not worked a lot. Kermit Davis is still a good coach. He's going to stick around at Ole Miss, and he will be back. They've been good before. They'll be good again. All right? Okay. With that being said, Ole Miss is going to get stomped in this game. Auburn at home is a different beast. It's a different animal from what it would be if it was playing uh, in – in Oxford, Mississippi. Saw a close game in Oxford earlier this exactly. year. Exactly. I just think that Auburn is going to handle them at home. Just no way, no way, other way to put it. Auburn is a different ball club inside Auburn Arena, with the jungle kind of behind them. So I'm going to take Auburn big in this one. I'm probably only going to take them by 12 or 13. So I'll probably go 85, 73, something like that. I think I think Ole Miss is still going to score. I think they still have shooters all over the court. So I think they'll be. They'll be able to contest for at least the first part of the game. But after that, Auburn will pull away because, well, Auburn is a much better ball club, to say the least. Agreed. So what we are going to do now is that we're just going to do our pick'ems for this weekend. Games. Let's do it. So we're going to, let's see, Auburn is kind of mid-table. So we'll start from top of the list, go to the bottom, and then come back to Auburn in the middle. Auburn last, of course. Let's do it. So we're going to start with a 12 o'clock Eastern time tip-off, so 11 o'clock Central. A wonderful game tipping off on ESPN. Florida at Georgia. Okay. Give me your thoughts, Harrison. Gators by a lot. All right. I, just, I Dude, Georgia's so bad. I know. <laughs> Even at home, they're going to be bad. It is comedic how bad they are. It's no home court advantage. Their fans don't go to the games. It's true. I, I said it. I mean, be mad, but like, it's you're not wrong. And Tom Crean's not gonna have a job it, as soon as the regular season's over. As much as I hate that, I love Tom Crean. I think he's a great coach just because of what he did in Indiana back in the day. He's clearly not a good coach at Georgia. He's just not a good co- Georgia coach. All right, I'm gonna throw it to the special guest for the show, Catherine. Who do you got in this game? Pick off the vibes alone, you might say. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to preface. I have no. She has no, honestly, no basketball knowledge. Well, I pick Florida because of my dad. All right. Okay, fair. Her dad went to Florida. That's that's fair enough. That's a good pick. All right. You want a number? Nah, we're good. We're good. Okay. We'll we'll okay. save the we'll save the number for the Auburn Tennessee game okay. later this afternoon, which is the game in the SEC this week. Um, one o'clock Eastern time tip off. Twelve o'clock uh, Central time. Vanderbilt is traveling to Starkville, Mississippi, to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That's on SEC Network. Catherine, who do you have? Vanderbilt. Okay, interesting choice. Vanderbilt um, over Mississippi State. I was about to say, I know that I just heard that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, that no, uh, all respect, Cassie. No, um, 
Vanderbilt is just not very good, and Mississippi State's kind of a bubble team right now. I, honestly, in all reality, Cassie, Vanderbilt can win that game. But I'm taking Mississippi State to win this one, not by double figures, but eight or nine. Okay. Uh, I could see Vanderbilt maybe sneaking this one out if Scottie Pippen has a good game, and I can't remember The junior thing. version, of course. Yeah, of course. Scottie Pippen Jr. It's like a happy meal. The, the alleged son of... Well, stop. The, the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the son. It's a joke, but it's fine. Uh, it's more of the fact that Scottie Pippen played in the NBA, and I just like to make fun of that fact. The future is bright in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, though. to say the least. Um, I am going to go with Mississippi State just because they're playing at home. I think the home court yeah. advantage. The hump, the hump they, they is, get loud in there, man. Like that. It's, apparently, it's a really cool place to see a ball game. Yeah. So I'm excited to go there in a few weeks and check. Or probably next week, actually, is what it is. It is next week. Holy cow! Um, We're going to and, state next week. How about yeah. that? And check that uh, that arena out and see what that's about. So cool. I'm gonna go with Mississippi State. It's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna probably take them by six. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. All right. The second game, the second biggest game in the SEC this week. Uh, Two o'clock Eastern time tip off. One o'clock Central. Number sixteen, number six, not number sixteen. Number six, Kentucky is traveling to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the number eighteen ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. That's on CBS. Great ball game, by the way. Should be fun. Yeah, Catherine, who do you got? Who who do you picking on the vibes alone? Kentucky. All right. That's what's good. what's the reason? What's the vibe? Play. Um, I've been there, and I've never been to Arkansas. All right. So. <laughs> You're the only person in this room that's never been to Arkansas. That's true. Yes. You're missing out. Yeah. Fayetteville's a beautiful town. Great town. I love Fayetteville. Bud Walton Arena is loud. Give me the give me the hogs take down Kentucky and Fayetteville this week. I honestly am very conflicted on this game. I like Arkansas at home. I think Bud Walton is a different place. Well, I mean, if Ty Ty Washington's hurt though, the game doesn't count. So Exactly. Um it it honestly I think it depends A if Ty Ty plays and Shavir Wheeler are back, because I know they were out last week. Um, but I think Tashibwe can dominate the paint like Kessler did there. Agreed. Um, so I think it's going to be a, if if Ty Ty and Shavir play, give me Kentucky close. But if Ty Ty and Shavir are out, give me Arkansas by seven or eight. I like that take, but I like Arkansas outright by two. All right. The next game on the Saturday slate of games, we get a three thirty Eastern tip off. 2.30 Central Time. Texas A&M is traveling to Oxford, Mississippi to take on the Ole Miss Blech. Rebels, Bull, shark, I don't know, Sharks, whatever you want to call them. Black Land Bears. Sharks, Black Bears, that's what it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> on the SEC Network. What are, what are the vibes telling you here, Texas, Catherine? for sure. Why Texas A&M? I always pick Texas in anything. Okay. Yeah, I like A&M too. Just that simple. And uh, I also just looked at my watch, so yeah, I like A&M. <laughs> I am going to take A&M. I just, with Nashawn Ruffin not playing for Ole Miss and him being hurt, I think uh, it'll be just too much for, for Ole Miss. The, we're going we're gonna to go to the bottom of the, the, the list now. An 8.30 Eastern time tip-off, 7.30 Central time, with a fantastic game. Missouri's traveling to the Bayou to take on LSU. Mm. What, are, what are the vibes saying, Catherine? What, what's the mascots? For each. Uh, Missouri are the Tigers. LSU are also the Tigers. We have lots of Tigers here in the SEC. Yikes, okay. There's three that Tigers. Help me at all. I'll pick LSU. What are the vibes saying for that? I, I've heard LSU mo- mentioned more often. You know what? That's a good pick. 
I agree. <laughs> give me the Bayou Bengals. <laughs> give me give me the Bayou Bengals as well. I was actually going to take them regardless. So okay. good pick. Yeah. Good pick. <laughs> I was going to take them as well too. <laughs> Missouri is just not a good basketball team, especially on the road. Will Wade. Yeah, Will Wade uh, really needs to fix something there in LSU because they're not looking Dude good. Might need mental help too, but go on. <laughs> I'm not going to mention that. Um, He's just angry, an angry little man. The The second-to-last game on the slate for the Saturday afternoon is a 6 o'clock Eastern tip-off. South Carolina Gamecocks, Frank Martin Ball Club, mm-hmm. are traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on the number 24-ranked Ooh, Alabama Crimson Tide. That could be a fun ball game. That could be, depending on how Alabama shows up and plays. All right, Catherine, who do you got? The first one. South Carolina? <laughs> yeah. Why? I, I like the state of South Carolina. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Right. Way, way to people please too, and not pick Alabama when yeah. you're here. At, way, at well, yeah, I know I've learned my lesson there. <laughs> so it's a cardinal sin to pick the Tide here in Auburn. Yeah, I'm taking the Tide to win this weekend. <laughs> you know, I I'm also conflicted with this one. <laughs> a, I don't know which Alabama team is going to show up. You never do. But at home, in the Coleman Coliseum, in that airplane, airplane hangar, hangar, give me Alabama and give them close. All right, last game. We're going to have to run through this one really quickly. 4 o'clock Eastern tip-off, 3 o'clock Central time. Number 3, Auburn, is traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee, to take on the 17th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Give me the Rockies. picks. I'm going to do Tennessee. Sorry. Why? Because I like Volunteers, and their color is orange. So is Auburn. I like I like their little logo with the T. Like okay. All right. I thought you were going to say you like Tennessee Orange. I was going to say you got to yeah. be the only person outside of Tennessee that likes that. No, um, no. Give me the Tigers. Give them to me 74-72. I am going to take Tennessee in this game. It's a, it's a good pick. I just don't, my only logic is Bruce Pearl just doesn't lose Tennessee. That's fair. I just don't think this Auburn team has played well on the road at all this season, and I don't think they're going to have another good week uh, Saturday in, in Tennessee. But I think they will get some help this weekend from a, a game earlier this week um, that will knock Tennessee kind of down the slot. But that's all we have this week for the Hardwood Hoop right here in Weagle, 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez, joined pretty much by always, Mr. Harrison Tarr. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoyed and, it. And uh, a special guest, Catherine Jenkins. So. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys same place, same time next week right here. You just listened to the Hardwood Hoop on Weagle 91.1 FM, where we talk all things basketball. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week at 1 o'clock on Wednesdays. If you want to check out all of our other great shows, follow our Instagram and Twitter at Weagle underscore AU. If you can't get to our radio, you can stream Weagle 24 hours a day at WeagleFM.com. Until next time, have a great second half of your week.